one, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We have now passed the half-year mark. We are in episode 27 of the TMCJ podcast. Um, and I am fit to bursting with excitement to talk about our first topic. Yeah, it's been a... It's been a hilarious week. It's been an awful week, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go, Kaiser, so, go. All right. And I, I should preface this by saying that if you're listening on YouTube, you'll hear about this on Monday. But if you're listening to this on any of the audio formats or in the complete podcast, you'll be hearing about this more than a week late. Uh, essentially, yeah. something crazy happened uh, between Reddit and Wall Street this week. Which is a weird statement in and of itself, but essentially, um, to give some background, there's a there's a Reddit forum called uh, Wall Street Bets, and essentially it's just you know random layman investors um, trading like just either decent advice. Some of them are well thought out. Some of them just shit posts, pretty much. They one of them pointed out that a few massive hedge funds had overshorted uh, a few failing stocks. Uh, to those who don't know much about investing, shorting a stock is where you <clears throat> essentially sell a stock that you don't own and then buy it later. So you're essentially betting that the price will go down. Um, it's perfectly legal, but they were shorting the stock at a massive percentage. They shorted I think it, for with GameStop, in the case of GameStop, because that was the stock that most of this centered around, they shorted the stock at something very near, I want to say it was 140%. That means that they sold, before they owned, 100% of the stock that was out there, and then another 40% beyond that. And, you know, it, it's, it's basically a tactic by these... <clears throat> larger hedge funds to try and like push the value down because if they're shorting it that much a lot of people are going to panic dump their stock and then they can you know make the profit on the short the company fails and whatever this this someone on this reddit forum noticed this because that's publicly available information how much a stock has been shorted and then was like it would be funny if we all bought this because they're going to have to buy it multiple times from us anyway and with shorting a stock, your losses can be infinite because you can have, like, people can, like, uh, drive the price up. If the price goes high enough, I mean, you could lose tons and tons of money, and that's exactly what happened. The internet collectively got together and decided to fuck over these people who had done this, and they bought... It started off as, like a like, a decent financial decision. You know, buy this stock, hold on to it, because eventually they're going to be forced to buy it from you and you're going to probably make some money and they'll they'll lose some money because they made a bad bet. It then kind of became I wouldn't political but not in the messy political way that you know most people mean these days. <clears throat> like it it became kind of a like poor man versus the rich man kind of situation. And not like but even not even that, because even Elon Musk was jumping on on board with this thing, and he I think his his post was uh, game stonk, <laughs> and it just it 
ballooned. GameStop's shares went from something like $10 a share up to $500 in a matter of days. I, I, I will admit, I got on board with this. I bought in at, when it was around $300 a share. And um, I'm still holding on to it because this, this rodeo is not over yet. But it is just one of the most ridiculous fucking things. Um, like the logic behind it, it, it made good financial sense. If you see a stock is shorted to that extent, then buying it and holding on to it for a bit until it rebounds and then eventually has to go higher because they need to buy all of it to cover the shorts, um, that, that's a decent decision in terms of stock trading. Now, then it got even weirder because <coughs> after the stock ballooned up to around $500, a few key investing apps, Robinhood being one of them, TD Ameritrade I think was another one, they banned the buying of GameStop, but not the selling, which means that it was guaranteed to go down. Um, and somehow, this is this is one of the most. Hello. Fuck! I think I've lost Kaiser. Uh, oh, hello. There we go. I hear you. Oh my god! I don't know what was happening. My, what what is going on here? I don't know. Hello, 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 hello. hello. Yeah, you keep. Ooh, fuck. Yeah. Okay, I think I can hear you again. Hello, 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 yep, hello. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, there we go. I don't know what was going on because I looked at Audible or not Audible, Audacity, and it, it suddenly lost my mic connection too. Huh. Like I, I just there was there was no audio going in. <coughs> oh God, I'm dying as well now. <laughs> All right, what was the last thing you heard me say? The, the, uh, technical difficulties here. I may edit that out in post, but. Uh, okay, so you said they stopped people from being able to uh, buy but they could still sell right so which it had to go down yeah which was a guarantee that the stock price was going to decrease um, now these apps have had lawsuits leveled against them because that's I mean it's it's essentially market manipulation which ironically is what they were accusing the fucking dumbasses on reddit of doing Oh, and now politicians are getting involved, and you've oh, got... Yay. Yeah, it's just... They, they eventually did open up trading. There was one trading app that banned buying and selling, and that one made sense. They actually had some logic behind that, because... They're going to freeze the assets, kind of thing. Well, because they're... The, the firm... Like, when you, when you purchase or sell a trade, what happens... Or a stock, is it goes through whatever... Uh, brokerage you're using then it goes to a clearinghouse which it it waits for a little bit does the actual exchange verifies the money's there and then you either get your money or you get your stock but trades happen more rapidly now so the, the clearinghouse essentially has to have collateral in hand to cover that trade <coughs> normally the collateral is only like something like 10 to 20 percent of the value of the stock or maybe less I'm, I'm you know I've I don't remember. I heard somebody else talking about this. Take this all with a grain of salt. I feel like I should s specify that we 
we are not in any way qualified to talk about this. Yeah, like, tick that bingo box, you've got it. <laughs> we, we are not in any way qualified to give financial advice or to talk about this. I, this is a layman's understanding for me. So they... My understanding is that this this house, when they, they stopped it, the clearinghouse on the back end, they need to have a certain amount of collateral so they can guarantee the trade. Unfortunately, this was changing like value so quickly on i think it was thursday they literally the, the collateral needed was raised to a hundred percent the value of the stock so suddenly these brokerages needed like literally billions of dollars to cover all of the trades that were going on <laughs> gamestop at one point was worth it was the most highly valued co company it was worth more than apple and tesla <laughs> like it was traded it was the most traded sock in the world on Thursday. Or maybe it was Wednesday, one of those days. It, it, so it got ridiculous. So that, that at least makes a little bit of sense. What people are pointing out is that if you need collateral for any sort of trade, why was only buying banned on some of these apps? So that, that's the... Um, that, that's kind of the, the controversy that came out of this now. And I've got, you know, politicians jumping in and saying, oh, we need more regulation. And then you have other politicians jumping in and saying stuff like, um, it's like... It's over controlled and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, there's there's been a few. <clears throat> Some of the more uh, populist people in the U.S., both Democrat and Republican, coming out and saying, hey, um, you know what? You fuck, fuck these Wall Street guys. We don't need to help them. It's like these these random people on the internet just followed the rules and caught them with their pants down. It's like the last time something like this happened was 2008 when, again, Wall Street crashed the economy. And uh, you know what? They got bailed out. But so now people are now it's become more political because now it's people going or people uh, talking about the pointing out the the kind of the hypocrisy it's like if you can't make a house payment does the bank close until you can get your money together no it doesn't they just take your house but now because these hedge funds are losing fuckloads of money um they closed trading essentially or heavily restricted it so they could get their shit together it's the hypocrisy has now made this a more political issue. Before it was just like, first it was a, a financial tip, then it was a goofy meme, and now it's become almost a crusade. Yeah. Got so that, that, yeah, that's the um, very long-winded explanation. I'd love to hear your thoughts at this point. My thoughts, okay. Um... The economy on RuneScape makes more sense to me. <laughs> uh, okay, so... I know everyone... Oh, oh, yeah. There's a big split of people. Most of them are on the side of um, doing stocks and shares isn't gambling. But I kind of think it is. And this is a particular example where it was more of a gamble. Like, what started all this was someone trying to cheekily edge past the rules, and they got caught on it, and now they're paying the price. Yeah. Um, that, that's a good approximation. 
normally people don't consider stocks and shares gambling because most of the time you're it's a pretty certain chance that whatever you're bidding into is going to go up right in value it dep- yeah well the most if you're smart <laughs> if you're smart like all the financial information is public information you can look it up um and there's plenty of publicly available experts who will kind of assess a company's financials does it look good does it look bad there's always risk because like people at the beginning of this uh beginning of 2020 airlines were a good investment and then the pandemic hit now they're a shit one but you go on yeah that's a that's a good good assessment i I, I remember um back my old job a couple of my co-workers were arguing one was big into the stock market and uh the other was super anxious about the whole thing because they don't trust their money into something as intangible as stocks if that makes sense yeah um i'm kind of I, i'm kind of a midpoint between the two uh, if if i if i know about a particular thing that's doing well or badly then yeah i would uh invest but where it comes to something like gamestop which obviously I have no idea about because it's American to start with. <laughs> um, I don't think I would put my faith in the people of Reddit <laughs> to, uh, to make a decision for me. Yeah, and um, that's that's a disclaimer that um, should be out there. In the... What was it? They're, they're, the description of that subreddit, like, their their intro description is, it's like if 4chan got a Bloomberg terminal. Right. And What's a Bloomberg terminal? Bloomberg is a financial institution. Oh, okay. Um, and they, they do a lot of stock trading. So, I agree. And I think that's that's the um, the takeaway. That That's kind of the... Guys, I've lost you again. God fucking damn it. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, yep, hello. I hear you. I hear you. I don't know what is going on with this thing. I'm going to need to... Do you switch to your other mic? I can't. I'm already recording on this one. Uh, we'll, we'll try the other mic for the next segment, maybe. No, I'm just going to restart everything to try and get it working again. I don't know what's going on with this thing. Okay. This is this is really weird. <clears throat> When it when it cut out, I, I had just like bumped my desk. I'm wondering if there's a loose connection somewhere. Ah, uh, yeah, loose cable. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the uh, the potentially bad uh, audio quality from me on this segment. The professionalism but, is real. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we've been doing this for half a year. It's time for all the equipment to fail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's sort of the point of that subreddit, though. It's a bunch of layman investors. You know, some of the ideas they give are sensible. Some of the ideas they give are crazy. But that's what you know going in. Um, I don't think anyone should be taking any... Like, at this point, it's become... When I say it's become like a crusade, we're beyond sensible. Like, there's a guy who made two... No, $20 million on GameStop stock. GameStop stock, and he's <laughs> holding on to it. He's he's holding on to it. He's not selling it because now it's become about sticking it to these hedge funds. The moment they tried to like shut down the market and whine to politicians and cry about how this is terrible for the the poor billionaire investors, 
And the funny thing is, there's billionaires on the side of the fucking Reddit bros. Like, you've got Elon Musk, there's an American-Canadian investor who's also a billionaire who threw a few hundred grand into it. And he's already said that, you know, when he comes out on the other end of this, if there's profit, he's going to donate it all to charity. Like, it's... It, it's become like a genuine unifying moment which is fascinating to me I mean they're still going to make profit off of the, the the fame of it all anyway like it's, it's not just the raw profit of yeah I mean there's that too it's, the it, it does something to their popularity yeah I, I will say though that in, in Elon Musk's case, that guy is just he—he's—he's he's turning himself into some sort of semi-messianic Tony Stark figure. Yeah, everyone likes the guy. Yeah. Well, there's a few people Which, who don't like him, but well, yeah, there's a few. But like, considering how many uh, super rich people there are out there, and how many people have animosity towards them. Yeah. Uh, and yet he seems like the kind of guy he wouldn't be out of place, like. I don't know, flipping burgers at McDonald's, right? He had that nice conversation kind of thing. Very yeah. down to earth guy. Pun not intended. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's this crazy Bruce Wayne. Bru- Bruce Wayne's a little bit more broody. That's why I compare him to Tony Stark, because he's always mm. coming out with these goof. He made a company just about digging holes in California. Yeah. He made a company that sells a flamethrower. And hats. <laughs> like. It's just, just. I don't even. That's that's why I go with. Because he just. He does seem to have this erratic and. Um, kind of sardonic sense of humor too. It just. Yeah. I've seen interviews with the guy. And he just. Yeah. This wasn't supposed to be about um about him, but he's he's become a part of all this, and he's he's hanging on for the long run. Who knows he's how much he's bought? But... <laughs> yeah, he's a billionaire meme lord. I think that's a that's a good way to put it. Yeah, an inspiration for many. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, so that that's that's what's been going on. I have I don't think I've laughed as hard or as long at anything since this all started i it's just been fucking hilarious from start to finish nice oh god oh you ready for another uh, another yeah yeah i think super political conversation I, I could i could totally like go on about this for for hours just because i find it so fucking funny the memes yeah. oh no one last thing before we go the memes okay. coming out of it are fucking Hilarious! Did you see? You saw the the Warhammer forty k one? Oh, it, it was in. Uh, I it think you're talking about the uh, the sea shanty. Oh, they yeah, that's that's true. They also did make a sh- they made a sea shanty. Oh, the orc one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the so the somebody posted this. Um, the stock market works exact. So, bit of nerdy lore from Warhammer forty k. The orcs are a faction in that. Uh, universe and basically they their technology works because they believe it works and the more of them believe it works the better it'll work yeah we don't mean like praying or anything no no just just like they think collectively as a species 
that if you paint a car red, it goes faster. And therefore, if they paint a car red, it will go faster. Yeah. And the more of them believe it, the faster it'll go. So this is um, the post. Uh, the stock market works exactly how Warhammer 40k orc vehicles are powered by the orcs believing that they work. And it's just a picture of an orc in like, like just a, a black and white suit with a tie. And it's the fucking like stocks going up meme. It's just this doesn't translate too well into an audio format, but <laughs> I probably I I probably laughed for a good ten minutes when I saw that. Yeah. Uh, God, you gotta love the orcs. They are. No, I, I can't go into that. I can, we can't go into this subject because okay, it'll okay. take us forever. <laughs> okay. Okay. What What was your topic? What was your topic? Okay. There is um a uh, a couple of YouTube videos that have been cropping up on my YouTube recently. Hmm. And they kind of frustrate me, and it keeps coming up, and so I feel like I needed to bring this to the attention of our listeners, because <laughs> obviously it's so important that, that multiple people have made fucking videos about it, and that is the, uh, the social curse that is apparently man-spreading. Oh right? my god, well that's a throwback to 2015. I'm getting so many fucking videos coming up on YouTube about it, and I don't understand why. Why has um, that come back, like, from the dead? That was a... I remember seeing videos about people complaining about that. Yeah, I like, think I actually three sent years you ago. one, like, last month or something. Because that's when it started. I... This, okay, so this, um, this, like, news person... I th oh, I think it was fucking BuzzFeed. Oh, of course it's fucking BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed is cancer. I think it was, but yeah, um, and uh, they they were on a, a New York subway or something, and they were going up to men who had their legs slightly open, and they were like, do you realize that you're manspreading right now? <laughs> <laughs> to which they responded, zip. Um, they were, you know, they had a fucking camera on them, I feel so bad for them, because they, they weren't even, it's not like they had a freaking gaping wide legs. Um, or anything. They weren't, like, pushing anyone else. They weren't particularly anyone else's space. Um, they went up to, like, an old man and did this. And I'm like, what kind of asshole does that to an old man? Anyway. Uh, and what kind of tipped me over the edge of me wanting to talk about this on the podcast hello, hello, is hello. because the last thing that came up was someone invented a chair to stop man spreading. I saw, oh, okay, this I think I've seen. Uh, and also a chair to make people, make women manspread, which is just so fucking weird. <laughs> like, uh, like, okay, so it's, it's not a... You alright? I'm just trying to think how that isn't, like, something you'd find in a fucking sex dungeon. It's... It's just weird, like, why would you... If, if you're trying to stop people from spreading their legs, why are you trying to make women spread that? I mean, maybe it's, it's just an ingenious plot by a guy I, who's I, very... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's but, like uh, how the... What was it? The, the push-up bra was invented by a guy, you know? Oh, right. <laughs> um, um, well, I, I yeah, think... But, no, I, I think it's... The, the last bit, the whole make women spread their legs um, thing, is just a... Um, it's... In all likelihood, it's probably like a feminist vengeance sort of thing. There's... 
I'd like to say these chairs were made by a guy. Yeah. The, I'm pretty sure they were. <laughs> prevent people from that. So, first of all, t for people who have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, which should be the vast majority of the population because it's an absolutely retarded idea. I was trying to find another word, but no, I think that one fits perfectly. Um... The idea is that men who sit in those tiny fucking seats that they have on buses and subways and stuff um, have their legs too far apart, and it crowds out people next to them. Also, it's a, an, an irksome image to look upon. Yeah. So put it nicely. <laughs> as someone who owns a pair of testicles, like... <laughs> It's extremely uncomfortable to sit with your legs, like, really close together on those tiny, tiny seats they have on subways. Like, I'm not a big, like, person. Like, I'm not a... I don't have a lot of girth, as it were. <laughs> like, I'm... He's not a thick boy. <laughs> I'm not a thick boy. I do have thick legs, though. Um, all those squats. But no, I... That being said, it's it's very uncomfortable to sit like that. So you know you gotta spread at least a little bit. But the, you do you do see the occasional example of someone you know being an absolute jackass and like sitting with their oh, yeah. feet like six feet apart, like. But normally six feet apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like the That's like longer bigger than you, Kaiser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so I'm being exaggerating. More like three or four feet, but still. <laughs> They, um, like, but I've only ever seen people do that when, like, the subway car is almost empty, and there's no one on it, and there's plenty of room to spread out. So, yeah. but then, <laughs> what, are we, are we gonna do something about shopping spreading? I've seen plenty of women who have, like, 18 shopping bags in the seats next to them. Like, what are we gonna do about them? <laughs> like, if I'm, if and I have a bunch of, well. uh, yeah. bags and stuff, I'm courteous, I put them on the floor. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. One of the people on that subway video were they had a like their wife's bag between their legs because mm. they were like hang, holding onto it for them. And the person came over and gave that person a go, having uh, just. <sighs> I so here here's my um, contention about this. I think that it was this is an issue that was unnecessarily gendered. Like, yeah. why can't we just say, you're a jackass if you take up multiple seats and you're not obese? If you're obese, okay, fine. You can only hold your blubber in so much. But... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a really, that was a really bad way to put that. <laughs> sorry. Um, no, but, but seriously, it, like, to put it in a more serious fashion, if you are obese, it's understandable that you're going to take up more than the seat that you're actually in, especially on, like I said, the tiny seats they normally have on subways. Yeah. But if you're like in if you if you're like a normal body size and you are taking up multiple seats around you, either physically or with the crap that you have with you, that's mm. not and and it's a crowded subway if it's empty who gives a shit but if it's a crowded subway and you're taking up multiple seats and there are people standing and you don't need to be then yeah you are being a dick yeah and i would like to say uh i all right for now let's just call it spreading because i think we can agree that it's not specifically men that do it it isn't 
Um, I am someone who does that, right? Because, and this is, again, going back to the whole crowded seats thing, my legs... You have, like, 18-foot-long legs. Right? They quite often cannot fit. Um, if, if it's on, like, a, a bus or something, quite often the seats are too close that I cannot put my legs straight. Well, this was kind of the point that I was making earlier, like, about it being uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I... I was a I was a sprinter in high school. Like I have and I I can squat like nearly 300 pounds. Like I I was <laughs> we were making a joke. I have I have thick legs and it is extremely uncomfortable to sit with my legs very close together. I'm yeah. not even uncomfortable, sometimes painful. So th this is the other thing that people aren't taking into account. They think that they're just doing it, you know, to be a dick to people around them. It sometimes isn't like. Sometimes they don't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not not that they don't have a choice. It's just the choice is to um, like you know inch in on somebody else's space nearby or be in pain. Yeah, I, I have actually apologized to people in the past. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just you, you, I can't, you can't fit. <laughs> it's like my, I'm sorry. My legs are cramping up here. Yeah, yeah. Like normally, I'd like fold them under the chair if I can. Although, but then you can't lose blood. <laughs> it's it's been kind of um, this this is not related to this in particular, but it's it's sort of related. So the the ceiling in my my car, um, it it's kind of low, and the seats can't be pushed down that much. <laughs> it's funny whenever this was like a year or so ago. I, I was driving, I was up at uh, Jesse's place and I was driving him to pick up food for, I think we were, it was like a like a New Year's party for 20, yeah. 2019 to 2020. And um, so I was driving him to the, the store to pick up like the food he'd ordered. And he, Jesse's a tall guy. He's about your height actually. Um, maybe a little shorter. And he, he can't fit in the car. So his head is like touching the ceiling when he sits in my passenger oh. seat. Yeah, I, I will admit to getting a bit of amusement out of that, but <laughs> I, I think there there are two issues with the the whole man spreading thing. One, you're attributing it just to one gender. When maybe because of physical discomfort, yes, <laughs> there's pretty much only one gender that's going to be doing that because they're physically uncomfortable. But the the problem is the person is taking up excuse me more space than they actually need anyone can do that yeah I, it just it, it's always perplexed me cuz this was something that was big back in like 2015 16 and 17 that's when i i first heard about it and i actually hadn't heard about it since Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's more of a thing over here because we're a lot less. Um, we we <laughs> we we don't vocalize if we have an issue over here. We uh, we keep it down inside of us and let it boil over until we <laughs> get home, and then we complain about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's um, that that could be. Whereas I feel like in America, if someone's like encroaching the space, you just be like, "Excuse me." Yeah, kind of thing. Pretty much. Um, or you just, you know, kind of subtly shove them. 
So yeah, sorry, that was a uh, very kind of <laughs> a very pointless topic, but one that's also kind of interesting to talk about. A topic that, <laughs> though pointless, filled the time. Yeah. It was a throwback for me. I I, I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, you were passionate about it. <laughs> well, it's just, it's something that I heard a lot about and thought a lot about years ago. Yeah. So I already had a, a fairly well-formed opinion about it. It's just a, an opinion that I had to dust off because I haven't thought about it in years. Right. Oh, man. All right. Well, anything else you want to talk about? We're, we're right at the end of segment one. Uh, not particularly, I don't think. Alright, well then, let's end it there. This will be the end of segment one of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you for listening, and you will hear us both again momentarily. Welcome back to the Team ZJ Podcast. We are on segment two, our media segment, and uh, this week we did not do movie night. Um, we didn't. It was too busy. It was, but I have a movie for sneak preview. The movie I have planned for us to watch is uh, Spaceballs. Yes. <laughs> comedy. Well, I mean, I figured after a horror movie, uh, comedy is probably the next, uh, the next yeah, step, yeah. especially since it parodied the movie that we watched. We're doing it... Um... We're doing odds and evens with comedy and horror at the moment. Yeah, I know. There hasn't been really a middle ground. Uh, I have some ideas for a movie night, but we can talk about that off air. You have a topic to start us. I do. Something that made me giggle a bit this week. I was going to Steam to play some Rainbow Six Surrogate. Uh, <laughs> for and... the people who don't understand that joke, this is oh yes <laughs> my my stupid tendency to take the name of a game and slightly change it to make it sound stupid. Rainbow Six Siege is a video game that I have often referred to as Rainbow Six Sergey. Yeah. Anyway, uh, go on. And, yeah, I got onto this, the Steam store was about to boot up, and then I saw this cracker of a, um, of a notification from Rainbow Six Siege. A white person? They've... What? A cracker? A white person? <laughs> Sorry, it was a stupid <laughs> joke. Go on. Yes, it is. Um, uh, they have released the Rainbow Six Siege Code of Conduct. Code of Conduct. Yeah. Code of Conduct. Um, okay. But they're just going to ban their whole player base. Well, it's it's not just like this is bad behavior. In the in the Code of Conduct, they have illegal behavior. Um, oh, wow. And they've got they're setting down the laws. The, the, the Ubisoft police are gonna come out. <laughs> uh, safety first. The safety of our players, partners, employees is our highest priority. Ubisoft does not tolerate threats, harassment, discrimination, endangerment, doxing, stalking, illegal stuff. Okay, so uh, they they're basically just gonna ban everyone that plays a shooter on the internet. Well, like all of those things were just a normal part of a Halo Two game when I was growing threats, up. Threats, definitely, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, the do's and the don'ts. There are two do's, and they are one: educate yourself and respect local laws. <laughs> all right, local laws. What the fuck does the local law in your area have to do with playing Rainbow Six You know Siege? what? I am going to call the Massachusetts Attorney General, and I'm going to ask her 
what do your laws say about playing shooter games on the internet? Right, you need to educate yourself, Kaiser, with that shit. That's, that's right. And respect the laws. And the second do is report any illegal or suspicious activity that you see. How much illegal activity do you see the on Rainbow Six Siege? The next time I see you playing Rook and snorting <laughs> cocaine on one of the maps, then I'm going to report you then and there. <laughs> yep. We're, we're, we're playing as like, oh my god, how do you, f how do you see how do you illegal activity on a game? How do you do that? You don't. I mean, that's we're shooting I mean. each other in the face. Is is That's illegal yeah, activity. Like, <laughs> right? I, I'd like to report a murder. I saw yeah. it on a video game. He shot the hostage. It's <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid. Fuse put, like, a, an explosive charge on the room with a hostage in it. That's illegal, right? Jesus I mean, sometimes Christ. I shoot you in the back just because it's funny. Like, is that, is that illegal? Uh, and now the don'ts. The don'ts. Do not. I feel like this list is going to be longer. Uh, it's only three things. Oh, well, slightly longer. Engage or... Uh, sorry, engage in or encourage any form of illegal activity. Again... I, How can you, know you what? help someone do something illegally? I don't know game? if you knew this, but fucking Al Qaeda <laughs> is using Rainbow Six Siege to coordinate. Um, don't put anyone in danger or make them feel unsafe. How, like, how are you gonna make someone? It's a game. You can't put anyone in danger because it's a game. I, maybe people like <sighs> people who have problems distinguishing reality from games. Okay. There, there are people who, who like, legitimately think Voldemort is real. So People with mental health disabilities aside. Like, because that's the only th I can imagine if someone's having a really shitty day and they ended up being like, oh, I want to do a forever sleep, then... Yeah, th th thank you for that, that YouTube safe description. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, um... Okay, I, I, I get how you don't want to put someone in danger in that way, but yeah, no, th it, there's not much you can do. Just don't be a jackass. I mean, it's a shooter game on the internet. People are gonna be jackasses, but don't exactly. be a, don't be cruel. I think that's that's what it comes down to. But yeah. even even being cruel, that's not illegal. <laughs> Yeah. Like his, I guess his... I guess if someone like came online and they said that they were going to like, you know, harm themselves in some way and they they sounded serious and everyone in the chat was all going along and going like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, fucking do it. Go for it." Okay. I mean, but to be fair, that's how I'd expect the internet to react. That's how people would have reacted on Halo 2. Um yeah. back when I was on Xbox Live. And it's and just it's not good, but it, it you can't really stop it. Yeah, it's, you can't stop people from being assholes. Like, I mean, you can stop people from being assholes in one way. Through, like, kind of social shame, basically. Like, oh, come on, man, don't don't be like that. Mm. But, and that's normally how these things play out. If someone goes across the line, generally the whole team knows it, and they're like... Yeah. Oh, either kick them or tell them off. There was, there was a... Um, I remember, so I'm going to tell a little anecdote. So this is from Halo 2, uh, back, because like, I'm referencing that, because that was, like, peak internet, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Um, so this was, like, 2006 or so, probably. So I'm playing Halo 2, 
Um, and in the game, we had it was it was a four-person game. I was playing with one of my friends, and then there was this other, um, there was this little kid and this other rando. And the little kid like was was doing bad, and the other guy was making fun of him. He started literally crying into the mic. Yeah. And um, the other guy was just making fun of him more and more, just like, "Ah, oh, you cry, you little bitch. You suck at this game." So <laughs> we didn't. My, my friend and I started team killing this guy, the guy who was doing it to the little kid. <laughs> so every time he would respawn, we'd find him, blow him up, shoot him in the head, do whatever, and then just teabag his body. Because, I mean, he went over the line. But that's how you handle it. You don't throw down, like, these edicts from above. Mm. You have to have, like, a healthy community, a healthy player base. Uh, anyway, sorry, third, just a little tangent. And... So what's the third don't? The third don't, and this is what I think the whole thing is actually technically about. Do not pretend to be another player or a Ubisoft employee. I think this is what the whole fucking thing was about. <laughs> I think someone has been going around saying, I, I'm a Ubisoft employee, I can get you banned kind of thing. Alright, third time's uh, the charm. This was the big thing on Xbox Live, is people like, I'm gonna get you banned, my uncle works for Microsoft. Yeah. So much bollocks. Um, oh my god! Yeah, then it th that then it goes through toxic behavior, cheating, and unfair advantages. I mean, cheating, yeah, yeah, ban people for that. Toxic behavior. Uh, I mean, again, you're playing a competitive game on the internet. Toxic behavior is a given. Yeah, and uh, then it comes to investigation and sanctions. Uh. Sanctions can include, but are not limited to, restricted access to certain services, suspensions, and bans at game or at account level. Uh, we did... Uh, uh, yeah, you need to hold yourself accountable. Yeah, normal stuff. There's not particularly strong sanctions. Just, yeah, just if you're too much of an asshole, they'll just take away your account and you can't play the game. And then you'll just make a different account and keep playing the game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, uh, what is it? CS:GO took that kind of stance against you know people, and it, they took a really hard stance against cheaters. And people still cheat. They just cheat, and then they make a new account, and then they cheat again. I don't give a fuck. And uh, the final section, which is a very small section, uh, it's got. I think it's meant to be reassuring, but it comes across kind of creepy. It says, moderation, colon, we're looking out for you. And I read that as, we're looking, looking for you. you. <laughs> yeah, that is... I, uh... Uh, you're responsible for all actions and any comments you make in-game, on our forums, or within our other Ubisoft services. To protect our community's representatives and partners, we may remove any and all content published by you that is in breach of this code of conduct or our terms of use. Part of me likes to think that when they made that post on their forums, the the whole, like, responses to it were just nothing but people telling them to fuck off. Well, there are 459 comments. Oh? <laughs> Let me... How how um, how accurate was I? Like, uh, what, what uh, do we so, have? So, a lot of them are one-word answers. <laughs> uh, are, the, are those not nice words? Someone went with the good old first. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, a lot of people saying basically don't cheat, please. Uh, 
I mean, that's they could have just said that, but they they're going with like this. Lol, Ubisoft bad. <laughs> they're just Don't going go. with this like Gestapo shit. Like, come on. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I won't belabor the point too much. I I think I I made my point clear while you were reading it. Um. Uh, yeah. I. I've said this in the past, and I think um, this was summarized really well in a Donkey video. Like, he was talking about the first time he logged into Xbox Live, and he got on and he said, Hey guys, let's do this, and a whole bunch of like people started shouting at him, Hey, you little baby bitch, shut the fuck up! And, yeah. he, and then he was just like, Ah, this is awesome. Yeah, I remember. I've actually seen that. <laughs> it's like that. That was my reaction too. Like I logged into my first Xbox Live game was Mech Assault, um, which big mech arena fighting game, and I logged in there and I started just talking to people, and it was just nonstop belligerent trash trash talk. Yeah, and I loved it. It was fucking awesome. And I don't know. It just maybe I'm getting old. But the uh, the internet has become uh, a little bit more policed now, and it's boring. Mm. I, I think the the biggest thing to take away from this post that they put up is that everything that is said on there has already either already been in effect since the game has been out, or is so flipping obvious that everyone should know it anyway. So I feel like they're trying to cover up for something. That they've done bad, <laughs> and now it, this is like we need to put out something saying that we are actually good guys. Yeah, I can I can so, see that they've it's it's a very political statement. Yeah, now I'm wondering what they've done wrong. That's what I take from that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a very yeah. very corporate, very political statement. Mm. All right. Well, so moving on from that. Yep. I. To follow up from last week, I've been watching more of The Expanse. So much more of The Expanse. I think when we did last week's podcast, I had seen just season one and a little bit of season two. Since then, I've watched all of season two, all of season three, and I'm almost I'm on, on the last episode of season four. I cannot stop watching this show. Yeah, this I, is why I haven't seen you for the whole week. <laughs> exactly. I haven't been online because it just the moment I finish work, I'm like, I'm gonna watch more Expanse. Yeah. And I, I think it's just, I thought about this statement for a while, and now I think I'm, I'm pretty certain of it. This may be the best sci-fi show I've ever seen. Oof. Like, my favorite sci-fi show that I've ever seen. I should say that. There's, there's other sci-fi shows that have done certain things better, like better mm. sci-fi, better... Um, are there aliens in it? There are. To an extent. But they, again, just like everything else with the sci-fi in the series, they take it in a realistic direction. Okay, so, they're not cheesy aliens. They're not cheesy aliens. They're, they're, they really feel alien. Because a lot of other series will be like, oh, all these aliens are, they're very similar to humans in some way. Or they hmm. think similar to humans and humans are able Lots to communicate budget, with them. Generally. Not only that, but even like, um, even if they don't look human at all, they still are able to interact with humans on on like our terms. It's very different in this show. 
Um, so the realistic sci-fi, especially the physics in the show, are really, really well represented. Um, like how they have to deal with inertia, um, how ships would actually have to travel through the solar system. Um, it's all just very, very well handled. Um, like the, the effects of inertia on the human body, like when people are accelerating or decelerating rapidly. Yeah. Um, all very, very well done. One thing I will say, and this is something that I... I've, it's been a while since I ragged on Amazon, so I'm going to right now. For whatever reason, the subtitles, by default, are on and in Danish. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not like a VPN or something. Fucking no, up. no, no, no. It's not. I don't. I don't have a VPN. So oh, okay. I. So I've I've tried on every platform. I've watched it. That's in my bedroom. I got a PS4. I got an Xbone in the living room, and I've also watched it on my phone. Yeah. On all of them, and it's not the spoken subtitles. It's whenever there's a written word on the screen, like I like it'll be like here's you know, it'll say like you know Saturn five days later, and then at the bottom of the screen it'll have Saturn five days later in Danish. Right. I see I see you can turn that off though, right? So what I have to do every episode, and if I forget, it it turns itself back on again. Every single episode I have to go to the subtitles, turn them on and off. Cause they're 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 listed as off, but it still does it. But if I turn them on and off, then it stops. But then the next episode, they're on by default again, even though they say they're off. So I don't know what Amazon has done. Or why it thinks my, like, why why it thinks I'm in the fucking Netherlands? You've but been buying too many pastries. <laughs> clearly, um, but that's yeah that that's that's the one like annoying thing. But the the series itself has been absolutely amazing. I I love the way they're portraying. The characters are well written. The world is well well built. The politics in it are realistic and I think like you mean the universe, not the world. Yeah, you know, that's okay. Fine, fair point. <laughs> but the politics in it make a whole lot of sense. Like, um, it seems like every. It's, I I don't know if they got like a number of because it, it's based on a book series. So I'm wondering if either the guy who wrote the books had a lot of knowledge about um, politics and physics and you know writing, or if he talked to people who did, but. The politics are very believable. The physics are very realistic. The characters are extremely well developed. And the the show doesn't fall into a trap that I see so many shows fall into now. And I'm thinking of one scene I saw last night in season four. There's an interaction between um, what's essentially the, the head of the Earth government and her husband. Right? First of all, she is one of my favorite characters in the entire series. Um... She was a voice actor in Mass Effect, actually. Um, that's where I know her from. But this is the first Wait, time which I've which Mass Effect? Uh, Mass Effect two and three. Oh, thank God you didn't say Andromeda. <laughs> no, 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 not Andromeda. Um, she played one of the minor uh, characters that were part of the Quarians. She was oh, an the admiral. Again? Uh, the the people with the suits on. The people. Uh... With... The, like alien alien looking ones well they, they they couldn't take their their breather suits off because they um would you know they had lived on ships their whole life and 
whatnot. Uh, I can't remember that. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll show you after the after the podcast. But okay. um, she was a voice actor in that. A, a fairly minor character, but um, still, she great performance. So, I, like, I recognized she has a very distinct voice, so I recognized her right off the bat. It's the first time I've seen her in a movie, and she is one of the most awesome characters in this entire, like, show. Um, like, she is both ruthless and clever and just a very interesting character to watch. She has this interaction with her husband um, during, a, like, a political race that she's involved in now. Because she's having to deal with, like, re-election at the same time as, you know, Earth and Mars have just gone out of war, but now there's a new political faction that's putting a lot of pressure on Earth. There's terrorist attacks and stuff. And they've got this new expansion outside the solar system to deal with. It's like... It, it's There's a lot of tension going on, and she's got to deal with this at the same time. Mm -hmm. And she makes a political move um, that her husband doesn't necessarily like, um, because he thinks it's very callous and uncaring and cruel sounds and like drama go on it is it is drama but the thing is a lot of shows fall into the trap of taking a side this show doesn't do that in a lot of in some cases it does but this show doesn't really do that like it portrays the scene neutrally she makes her points he makes his points and it's left up to the audience to look at the wider picture and figure out who you think is right Okay. And it does that with a lot of different scenes and a lot of different characters where they're they're portrayed neutrally. They have these conflicts and they have these interactions where you get to know the characters better. And sometimes they do very morally questionable things and it's kind of left up to you as the audience to go, well, were they right to do that? And sometimes you like i found myself agreeing and disagreeing with characters that i like and dislike throughout the whole series and it's just it's a very engaging mode of storytelling and i don't know who was a who was the writer for this show or like who the writers for this show were but they need they need a fucking award because <laughs> we need more tv shows like this because especially after some of the brain dead like TV that I've seen coming out in more modern times in recent years, this is just mm. brilliant, and I cannot I cannot talk it up enough. Well, I mean, okay, you you mentioned it kind of it's it's still going at a sterling pace. I mean, I was it, just gonna say that um, the Sons of Anarchy has kind of dropped off for me a bit. That's the thing that surprised me. Is normally like, there there shows that I've binged, and Vikings was one of them. Yeah. Vikings kind of slowed down for me around the beginning of season four, and that's where I stalled out on it. I'm going to pick it back up again once I finish this series, but that's what happened. Was like it, I was blowing through it and I was loving it, and then it it kind of petered out a little bit. Yeah, it the the, the issue I've had recently is that um, I kind of go to Netflix for two reasons. Either I'm bored and I want something to like just mindlessly watch for a bit yeah, or I want cheering up kind of thing, right? 
And I don't know why I thought Sons of Anarchy would cheer me up. <laughs> but uh, I, I was on there, like, literally, I went on there at one point thinking, yeah, ne some Netflix will cheer me up. And the first things that came out of the show's mouth was like, death, sorrow, decay. And I was like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? I mean, <laughs> that was the first words of an episode. You're talking uh, to the wrong person here. I mean, I, I'm a person that... I'm cheered up by tragedy. Like, I like yeah. watching, like, really depressing movies when I'm sad. It, it cheers but me up. If... I, I, and I like a little bit of that as well, but... After... I'm on the sixth season now, out of seven. Oh, God. And... The... The, the issues that keep coming up, they come the they're becoming more and more far-fetched why they would be an issue. Like, the, the current problem... <laughs> this is spoilers, whatever. Um, is that one of the characters who are associated with the, the motorcycle club um, stabs a nurse to death. Oh, and God. then suddenly, the, the, the older brother of that nurse happens to be an ex-detective who's super badass and messed up and so he's like the, the whole the whole season this villain is there just because one person got stabbed but it, it gets like, to the every point episode, where like three people get killed at some point it gets to the point where the like the plot is based on convenience and contrivance rather than anything that actually makes sense exactly it's like some of the problems that they have are, like, ridiculously impossible to get out of. And I'm like, there's no way that you could sort of get through that. But they do. On the other hand, their ability to get out of situations... Like, it, uh, <laughs> when everything's said and done, they could just fuck off out of there like they'd always planned to. But they never do. So, I'm going to, um, I'm going to quote the, uh, the, the critical drinker here. Um, the YouTuber. Hmm. He has his one phrase that I just I love for exactly that um, circumstance is the uh, the plot needs the script oh no the script needs the plot to happen yeah and that that sounds that that basically they they thought of what the plot was going to be before they figured out how the hell it could possibly happen um, but I'm told that season seven is actually the end of Sons of Anarchy. Um, so I'm actually kind of interest, intrigued as to what happens. Yeah. Also, the biggest fucking asshole in the whole series, I kind of, this is a, my own fault in some way, I kind of spoiled it for myself, I think. Yeah. Uh, the ex-leader of the club, who's a total dickwad, and he screws over everyone constantly. In Payday 2, he's a character. <laughs> which means he's still alive at the end of the fucking series, as so even though I want him to die so badly, and every time it looks like he's about to die, I'm like, but he can't die. And then he doesn't die. And it pisses me off every time. There is... Uh, yeah. There, there's an, That's an interesting um, kind of dynamic. There's a few shows and movies that I've watched where ostensibly the protagonist of the show is just so unlikable that I, I think by the end of the movie I'm just like oh come on why has no one killed this fucker yet yeah and they they get out and they, oh I remember the, the so it was a, there, there's a few different 
uh, situations where this happened. Um, one was in, uh, like, one of the, the first ones was in anime. Uh, and Yi has gotten on my case about this, because he actually kind of liked it. Uh, Gundam Double Zero. The Mobile Suit Gundam series are, like, kind of a... a for reference, it's a Japanese animation who where, essentially, in the future, giant mechanical suits are made. So we're talking like two-story building size. They have a pilot inside of it, and they're humanoid, and they use them to to fight. It's essentially like a giant walking tank. A series called uh, Gundam Double Zero, and the quote-unquote protagonists of the show, I found so utterly unlikable that I was just hoping for them to die the entire series. In Gundam, they quite often do, though, don't they? It de- well, it depends. They did die at the end of the series. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> and I was so happy. That was the good ending. And they, they made yeah. a follow-up series, and I didn't even want to watch it. Because I'm like, nope, that was the end of the series. They died. I'm happy. Yay. <laughs> um, like, I I just... It was not... The thing is, they've they've followed a similar model with other Gundam animations, where they've had protagonists that were kind of anti-heroes but they were well written enough to actually make them fun and interesting to watch and you could still kind of root for them even though they weren't really good people um this this was not like that these were just if you gave an angsty teenager who listened to too much my chemical romance power that's what these put guys were like. Right. I don't know. Maybe that's a dated reference too. It's no, e- no, no. It's I, I, my brother had my chemical romance CDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, um, but it just a little, little tangent there. I, I think that that. That's. That's equally a failure of writing when you when your protagonist is so unlikable. That your audience wants you to, like, kill them off, and you don't. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. I've been that way with quite a few animes. <laughs> um, shall I quickly bring us on to our final, uh, the final part I had? Uh, yeah, yeah, we've, uh, we're, we're just about to hit 30 minutes, so you've got some time. Let's go. Okay. So, I was playing, I've been, I've been starved for games. Actually, I have been starved for games. I've been restless for games. And so I've gone back and done a bit of uh, Overwatch. You've probably noticed. Mm. I, I, if I had the hard drive space, I've actually been thinking about playing that again too. Yeah. Well, is that because Nova's in the game now? <laughs> no, that's not Nova. Thick Nova. Yeah, thick uh, Nova. <laughs> um, and I quite like the arcade uh, games that they do in there. Um, what I don't like is the people on Overwatch. And I know you can say that about a lot of competitive online games. I. <laughs> but. There were, the, I gotta, I gotta go tell on. a story, um, quickly. And this, this may be a preface to what you're doing. Again, I'm gonna reference a Donkey video. Uh, okay. his, his review of E3, um, he closed out, you know, Overwatch 2. Um, his, well, when he was talking about Overwatch 2 in his little 
review of E3. He's like, Overwatch 2 is coming out. You know, I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait to get yelled at again. Yeah. Um, like, it's, it's, a, it's a children's game. Like, it's one... It's it's on the same level of Fort as Fortnite, where it's yeah. cartoony. Is no like viscera. I I'd say it's a it's a teen and tween game. Yeah. So um, we're talking like maybe the the probably their target player base is somewhere between the ages of ten and twenty three. Hmm. It's violent without being graphic. Yeah. There you go. And uh, <laughs> so I jumped into a game and I got so angry <laughs> because. <laughs> I'm about to send you a, a few images, guys, because I took screenshots at the time because like, I was so mad. This was the first team that I that I was on. Um, now, an Overwatch team normally the the ideal scope is two healers, two tanks, and two assassins. What I've just sent Kaiser is basically five assassins. Well, actually, one of them is technically a healer, but that healer also has a grenade launcher, so I don't really consider them a healer. Um. <laughs> And then I, I cut off myself on that. I was I was playing as a tank because I think I, I I really like tanks in games at the moment. I well I mean tanks um, are that, that's my particular role, especially when I play them like mobas. What tanks worse are bruisers? Is that we won that round? <laughs> and it was not because of the Widowmaker. It was not because of any of the other jackasses. It was because <laughs> the enemy team did the exact same thing. But I was a tank. <laughs> so they couldn't kill me, and then the rest of my team just pile drive the shit out of them. <laughs> just because we had an equal level of damage, but we actually had a single modicum of health. <laughs> which they did not. Um, the, <laughs> the next thing, which really got on my goat, you know how I told you, Kaiser, how. Uh, when you're going into these games on ranked, you can uh, do a, what's called a flex um, yeah, yeah. select, where the game will give you uh, a ticket which allows you to play any game mode you want and get into a game faster. But for the game that you're currently playing, you have to take whatever the, the yeah team whatever needs. the team do yeah doesn't have. And I, I honestly, once you describe that to me, I think that's a very it's a very good idea. It's a very good idea because it, it it organically encourages people to take less popular roles. Yeah. Now uh, look at that picture I just sent you, and look at the time uh, under the assassin class. So for everyone else out there, what uh, the to get into fuck? a normal game of ranked on Overwatch without a ticket or anything, it takes nineteen minutes. That's about the size of an entire goddamn game just well, to get into a game. I, I think what's then, more what's more important is the other two roles, the ones that aren't that assassin class, the the tank exactly. or the the healer. Yep. They're two minutes or four minutes, respectively. Yes. And the priority pass ticket that you get, which basically allows you to skip the queue, is fourteen minutes. So yeah, they knock five minutes off of the wait time. But it's still 14 minutes with a priority pass to get into a game as an assassin. So this this is something I don't think I, I think that ranked or like roll queue is not a good um, model for Overwatch. I really don't. Yeah. Um, so 
to to give the the non gamers listening uh, perspective, Overwatch is a game. It's a it's a role based first person shooter. There are five people on a team. There are different classifications of characters. Six. Is there six? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There's six. Whatever. I don't play it. Uh, <laughs> there's 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 <laughs> tanks. There's healers. There's support classes. There is you know um, assassins as Blue calls them, or basically people who are their whole point is to do DPS damage per second. Um, now. Originally, the way it was set up was you would start a game and then everyone would just choose their characters in it and you'd kind of negotiate with your team and figure out what your team needed and switch back and forth. Now, they force you to queue into a game as what you want to do. Damage, support, tank. And then you're stuck playing characters of that type, regardless of how the game goes. I don't think that suits Overwatch, because one of the, the best there things... There is a, a, a version of ranked mode where you can go anything, and everyone can go anything. Okay, that's a lot better then. I'm glad that they added that back in, because they didn't for a long time. That wasn't there. Um, that's why I stopped playing. Because one of my favorite things about it was that in ranked, if, if the situation called for it, you could go like, okay guys, we all need to go tank. Let's just, like, we need to hold them here. And you could switch your entire team to four tanks and a shooter and hold the line. Or if you needed to make like a desperate push, you could go five damage dealers and a support or something like that. And it would be... It allowed a level of dynamism that isn't available in the current... Like in the the roll queue model. Yeah. Are you ready for, uh, for the next thing? All right, all right. Well, keep in mind, we're already at uh, about 35 I, I, minutes. Uh, I'm aware. But this is quite fucking hilarious. All right, right I'm ready. Next image I'm sending you. Uh, and bear in mind, the white connecting bars mean that they're on the same team. Okay, so it's... Oh my god, so it's six people all on the same team. Not just that. They are... They have two level... Uh, they have a level 991. Jesus. A level 791. That top left one, I don't even didn't even know that was a rank until I'm assuming because that's above gold, so they've gone through all the bronzes. That's 500 levels. Silver, another 500. Gold, another 500. It's basically somebody who's played it every day since release. I think this person is level 2,099. Right, the highest level person on our team was me, level 279, and they're all in a five-man group. They have three people who are just ridiculously high level, and I'm assuming the other three are probably smurfs. Don't worry, matchmaking is fair. And we, we have a level 7 and a level 8. Again, don't worry, matchmaking is fair, just don't do anything illegal, right? The matchmaking is garbage. (laughs) And we have a a, a squad as well of two. They're a squad of six. Oh my god. I (laughs) What were they thinking? I wish you guys could see this image, because it is... But even if you could, it would be... um you know, maybe gibberish to the, the non-gamers out there, but seriously, it's... This is a, this is a problem that a lot of games face. It's, we got fucking our teeth kicked in and they took our lunch money. Like, Jesus Christ, we were never gonna win that. <laughs> like, that's Grandmasters against Poop Tear. What? To be fair, yeah, it'd be and I was like the leader of the poop tits. Honestly, it'd be like if a chess grandmaster watched it, like walked into a middle school cafeteria and kicked somebody's ass at chess. 
Like that is lit. It made me. It made me so mad. Anyway, uh, and the final thing, because I know we are. I, I know. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Finish up. Finish up. Uh, we, I was playing an arcade um, one, and it was I think three v threes. Actually, it might have been six v six. And this is what happened after the first round. Like the first round ended, and this is what the chat looked like. Left the game, joined the game, left the game, AFK, joined the game, left the game. <laughs> that was after the first round. And that's because they have no penalty for leaving games. And they will put another person into the game where that person left. So, okay. the number Blame. of times I joined a game in the final round of a game because someone rage quit the game because they knew the team was going to lose, and then I joined the game in their place, I can't do anything. Because yeah. the round's already started. Blame. So I have to wait for the fucking defeat thing to come up. And then you can leave, yeah. Blame Call of Duty for that. Call of Duty started it. I I have I have been hating on this since two thousand fucking nine. I <sighs> hate the model of like multiplayer shooter where you can leave any time and they'll just put somebody else in and those people get screwed because those yeah, people are problem. now joining a game that is midway through that they had no hand in how shit it got. Yeah, I, if they just put in the simple thing where it's like you can't join another game until the first one has ended. Like sure you can quit out of the game. That's but what League still got to wait for it to end. All right, so all all the flaws with League of Legends, that's something that they do right. If, if you leave a game in League of Legends, you can leave it, and you can rage quit, but you cannot join a game until it has finished. Yeah. I think that's the way it should be, because this has happened so many fucking times yeah. to me. I was on the winning team, so obviously those aren't my people leaving the game. But it's... It, 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 it's, it's infuriating. Call of Duty, yeah. uh, I think it was Modern Warfare 2, or maybe it was Modern Warfare 1, which would have been Call of Duty 4. Um... That was just they they started implementing this in terms of like competitive like console shooters, and I absolutely hated it. Halo um, had a, the the model that I actually preferred, which was you get locked into a game. If somebody quits, they're gone. You don't get a new player that gets shunted in and fucked. Yeah. You you are there, and you, the team you have is the team you have. And if you leave, you get a penalty. Like you can't, uh, you can't queue for another like ten minutes or something like that. Hmm. And I think that that's that's the way to do it because it encourages people to actually. If you have to leave for a legitimate reason, like oh god, grandpa's having a heart attack, you know, you yeah okay, leave the game and run off and you know, do something in real life. But if you're just leaving because you're you know a sour loser and you're pissy, you know, fuck yourself. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, but anyway, yes. Yeah, sorry, I've been I've droned on for a this very is, long time. <laughs> this the the ending of this segment has become like uh, the gamer corner. But um, <laughs> yes. it I, I think that's 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 good. We we've been talking yeah. quite a bit lately about um, TV shows and movies. So I think it we we have been neglecting the gamer aspect of ourselves. Yeah, I, I mean, I just spent the last twenty minutes hating on Overwatch. I. I do still like Overwatch, and when a, ga a game is going well, it's really fun. I, I think that that's that's a good point to make. Like, I, like we we should talk to on Rainbow Six too and Ubisoft, but we both play that game a lot. Yeah, like it, we play it so much. It's a fun game, 
It's just, but I think it's because we spend so much time playing that we notice the, like... The flaws, yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, want to voice them. It's... There, there are it's flaws. tough love. Yeah, exactly. There are flaws on an otherwise fun and enjoyable gaming experience. Yeah. But anyway. we do hate Twitter. Uh, oh, yeah, no, yeah, Twitter, we... <laughs> well, I mean, I don't even use Twitter. You technically so, use it for the podcast, but that's a necessary yeah. evil. I flick to every software I want to see something funny. Oh my god. Alright. Well, this is going to be uh, the end of segment two of the TMCJ podcast, our media mm. segment, which has been pretty much our gamer segment this week. Um, yeah. With a little bit of TV in, intertwined in there. Uh, thank you all for listening, and you'll hear us again momentarily for segment three. Welcome back to the Team CJ Podcast. We are now on segment three, three, our wild card. And this wild card segment, we're back to a segment that kind of came up as a whim. Uh, long story short, um, where, yeah. where we uh, embarrass our... One of the few our... segments we actually found a name for <laughs> quite quickly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, we pretty much had it like within the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th this is the segment where we go and try and quickly describe what a um, piece of lore, literature, movie, essentially, is. Uh, within what was it? Two two minutes was the time that we were giving oh, ourselves last time. Was two it one minute thirty or two minutes? I think we started at one minute and then we we kind of moved on. We thought that that was maybe a little bit too short, so we went for two minutes thirty. Okay. Okay, okay. Wait, two minutes thirty? No, it ain't two minutes thirty. Alright, fine, two minutes. Two minutes, okay, right. Uh, do you have your, your stupooch? Uh, I don't, because I was just pouring myself another cup of tea. Yeah, we, we did a bunch of prep for this before we started recording, and we both forgot the stopwatch. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, I got my I got my stopwatch up. <laughs> okay, oh, alright. God. Uh, where's my dragon to hold my phone? There he is. Okay. Uh, should we, we should, um, how are we going to decide who goes first? Uh, I don't know, flip Rock, a coin. Paper, scissors? Actually, you oh, know okay. what, I, I have a dice right here. Uh, even okay. or odd. I got a d20 in true D&D fashion. I'm pretty odd, I'll go with odd. Six. Wait, no, nine. <laughs> get fucked! It was actually you. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, the list X here kicking in again. <laughs> Bam! Fuck off. Uh, I, yeah, so it's uh, you first. Okay, cool. Wait, is it, does that mean I win, or is that... <laughs> we didn't... Oh my god. No, it, mean, okay. it means that I'm giving you something first. Or does that mean you're <laughs> well, giving me something first? I'm giving myself something first. Oh, that's right. Ooh. Okay. that's Yeah, because... So, we, we've since last time established the rules. The first round, we each choose our own topic... And in the second round, we give the topic to the other person, but it has to be something that they actually know about. And then the third round, we give them a topic they don't know anything about to watch them squirm. Yeah, and see how close they get to the uh, the to the actual. The yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're first, and you are picking your own thing. What are you okay. going to be doing? I was, uh, as I said before, before we started, uh, I kind of, I, I've watched, read, and 
experienced so many stories, but I quite often forget the um, the ins and outs of them over time. Um, and then I looked at my bookshelf and I saw uh, a book by Walter Moores, the same person who made the Thirteen and a Half Lives of Captain Bluebear. It's not the Thirteen and a Half Lives of Captain Bluebear. It's another one called Rumo. <laughs> uh, so Rumo is what I will be describing in the next two minutes. I've never heard of this, by the way. No, you won't have done because it's a German novel. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I I had to read a few German novels when I took German. This is possibly a bit bigger than someone who is learning German would. Okay. Okay. Fine. Read. No, uh, I'll I'll let you go. Uh, just are you ready? Uh, I am ready. All right. Three, two, one, go. Okay, Rumo is a book that follows the adventures uh, from birth of a wolperting. That's a kind of species of dog-human thing. It's not a furry thing, don't worry. Uh, called Rumo. Uh, he lives on the continent of, of Zamonia. Uh, he starts off with a family in a like a, a farmyard family. They're pretty rural. Uh, one day, the farmyard gets attacked by these like pirate guys. Uh, the family gets murdered, I think, um, or sold into slavery, I can't remember which. And then Rumo is taken and put in a uh, cell with a bunch of other captured creatures, rare, endangered, crazy creatures. Um, and he's stuck on that rock floating through the ocean with the, these slavers for a very long time. Um, the slavers are basically like... Uh, 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 kind of like Vikings. They, they go from... Village to village. One minute left. Uh, fuck. Okay, uh, eventually he, uh, gets away from the slavers. He goes and finds his, like, the homeland of the Wolpertings. Which I can't remember the name of it. But it's, yeah, it's like this big fortress. And he is, ends up getting accepted by them. He learns sword fighting, uh, from, I think it was Master. And he's tries going into the woodworking trade, suddenly, one day, all of the things disappear, it turns out there's a tunnel in the middle of the village that leads to a, like, 30 seconds. a fortress a mile under the ground, after going through a bunch of really dangerous caves and shit, he comes across this city that's full of, like, mechanized robots that what that captured all the things. They he's made to fight in an arena for their en the robots' entertainment, uh, he gets a revolt going. Ten seconds. Frees the things. he brings them back to the village, he has a love affair that I completely missed out, and I think he ends up uh, living out the rest of his life Time. in the village. Whew. Time. Alright. Honestly, just from the names that are assigned to the things that you were talking about, I was thinking of Ewoks. <laughs> no, no, no. Wolfing, you know what a knoll is, right? A, I do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a, a wolfing is basically a knoll. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna do uh I'm gonna do mine now. Do you have your uh timer ready? Uh, yep, I am ready. What's yours gonna be about? I'm gonna do Warhammer thirty K, basically the Horus okay. Heresy. The Horus Heresy. Okay. Uh let me know. Count you down. Three Two, one, go. Okay, so uh, previous to the Warhammer 40k universe, there was a Warhammer 30k universe. Uh, the Emperor of Mankind unified the world of Earth, which had been completely decimated 
by years of war and strife and then went out to Mars, got Mars on its side and created his um, his sons, the the uh, primarchs of the Astartes, these genetically engineered superhumans that were basically based of his own genetic material, enhanced humans. They were huge and they had special, not really special powers, but they could essentially they were they were living tanks, almost immortal uh, human beings. They went out to do what was called the Great Crusade and reunite all of the vast human planets that had been cut off in a previous era. Um, they conquered a bunch of them, you know, put the, the civilization mostly back together, and then the Emperor went back to Earth to try and do something very specific. Um, and he left you know, Horus in charge, one of the Primarchs. That Primarch then got corrupted by another uh, a servant of another Primarch, who decided that, you know, fuck the Emperor, we're, we're the king, and it caused a civil war between half the Primarchs. Um, so basically it split the civilization in half, it culminated in a giant battle that happened throughout the solar system. Um, that Primarch, who had been corrupted by one of these chaos gods, um, fought the Emperor. The Emperor eventually won, but he was gravely injured. It caused the emperor, the empire, the Imperium man to kind of fall into somewhat disarray and turn into a religious theocracy rather than a science-based um, empire of expansion. That's it. Eight seconds? Okay. <laughs> Whew. Good. I, I, I left out a lot of details, but... <laughs> it was quite concise. It's, it's, it's what I understand of it. I, to be fair, it's a 50-book series, and I'm currently on book 10. But I know. I was going to say. I know you haven't finished it yet. <laughs> I know I'm at the beginning and ending, and I've I've left out a lot of details. But th that's that's the spark notes. Yeah. Damn. All right, so we're on round two now, which is where we're telling each other to do our thing. Yes. Uh, so. so what is mine that I have to describe? Um. Let's see. I have to think of something that you actually know. Yeah. I mean, one. it was struggle enough for me coming up with something that I. I know. <laughs> For me. I'm tempted to ask you what the plot of Overwatch is. Because there is a plot. Is there a plot? <sighs> there's there's a plot and there's a lore. There's a... I, I know a little bit about, like, Genji and Hanzo. Now, there's a whole, like, machine rebellion thing, like, uh, buried yeah. in there. Alright, let me, let me think for a second and try to, try to pull something out that you could, um... Are you, are you terribly familiar with The Witcher? Uh, you did that last week. Oh, I did? Fuck. Well, not last week, but the last time we did this segment. Actually, no, you didn't do it. I did it last week as the third segment. Oh, oh, that's right. I did I did make you do it. Yeah. Uh, what about the uh, Game of Thrones series? Ooh. That might be... Yeah. Like, are you, are you roughly familiar with it? I mean, it's been like five years. <laughs> And I only got up to a certain point, but... Well, that that's good, because I've only read up to a certain point. I don't want it to be spoiled for me. Okay. Uh... Okay, I'll, I'll give it a go. That's I'm, I'm going to give you that one. This is venturing into third round territory, but we'll say it's, um, we'll say it's good. Alright. Yeah, yeah. So three, two, one, go. Okay, so the Game of Thrones starts out looking at this uh, small group uh, of th this family, which basically runs uh, a a an area of land called the Starks. 
and uh, there's very strict rules, and if you break the, the laws there, they, like, cut your head off. Um, but they are considered the good guys. Um, a kind of a, a war starts up, because they... They're, they're like a landlord, let's say a baron of a land, and the king who rules over all of the land dies, and so there needs to be an heir to the throne, but there's a lot of contention for who should be the next ruler of the land, so they step up as one of the uh, parties, with a lot of backing, uh, but then one of the enemy, uh, sorry, enemy, uh, one of the opposing council uh, ends up catching them on some, I can't One remember minute. the reason, but they, they ended up chopping the head guy's head off. Um, then there's, uh, the, the, the evil family's son bangs the daughter. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of contention between, the, 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 they, they're trying to keep the, the whole thing secret, so they end up throwing one of the Stark's children off of a tower to keep the secret. Um, there's this a lot of hostilities. Uh, shit, I'm really struggling. Um, they, the Starks get split up. Uh, the people start fighting on the... The enemy people like hating each other. Then uh, Sansa becomes a wizard or something. <laughs> Uh, and then Jon Snow is a bastard who has a big dire wolf. There's a red <laughs> wedding where everyone gets stabbed. Time. Jon Snow goes up the wall. Time. Fuck! Time. I love that description oh, I so fucked much. That up so badly. I love that. Dis- that is my favorite summary of the series. I think ever. Uh, I can remember like the specific parts of it, but I couldn't remember what order they came in. I so you you did a remarkably good job when it came to the first oh. two books, but then once you got to the third book, you were just like it was just chaos. Well, I was panicking. I, I, she, Sansa goes off to. Wait, Sansa's so, the annoying older one, isn't she? Sansa's actually? the annoying older one. She's oh, the one that the, gets yeah. like essentially abused for like a year or so, and then she yeah. gets carted off to oh, I, her. I forgot to mention the bit where someone gets their um, privates. Uh, that happens quite a few times. Uh, yeah, I try to think of a YouTube-friendly <laughs> term. Oh, just <laughs> say many ways they, they got say, converted yeah. into being a eunuch. Yes. They took a different way of life by force. Mm. Uh, no, they're, they're, I mean, you, you did get a remarkable amount right, even if it yeah. was described in a hilarious way. Um, so uh, what, what you were trying to go for jump. is that, so the political situation overall, there are seven kingdoms that are unified under one overlord, the, the king of the seven kingdoms. They were originally Seven Kingdoms. They were unified under one king. Um, The Starks were one of the former kingdoms that had... They they were the kings in the north. They had been essentially uh, integrated into this, you know... It's almost like the EU in a weird way. (laughs) It's a bunch of nations that had been integrated into one, like, conglomerate. The, The Starks are basically Scotland. That's actually out of it. <laughs> no. That's well. I mean, so the inspiration for the Song of Ice and Fire series, which is what Game of Thrones is, the name of the first book in the Song yeah. of Ice and Fire series. 
Um, it's based off the War of the Roses, which, you know, big war, barons versus yeah. the king. Um, yeah, quite good. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, me now. Okay, uh, how much do you know about the Doom storyline? I mean, I, I read a bit of the lore from the game. Okay. Uh, okay, how much do you know about the Fallout storyline? Quite a bit. Okay, I think we'll go with Fallout then. Okay, Fallout? Uh, Alright, tell me, me when. get my timer. Yeah, let me, hold on, let me refresh my uh, cup of herbal tea. Herbal tea? Jorokucha. The what? Japanese botanical tea. Oh. Yeah, not a tea drinker. It's non-caffeinated. It's It's pretty good. <clears throat> but yeah, okay. let me know. Wait, sorry, so do you? I said let me know when. Okay, right. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so the world of Fallout deviates from our current timeline back in the 1950s or 60s when the transistor isn't invented. Essentially, it retards like uh, computer technology, um, which means that uh, they the sort of nuclear age continues on and nuclear becomes like the key technology of the world that powers everything but computer technology doesn't really advance and in this world uh the cold war keeps going essentially so sometime in the 2070s uh there is a conflict the soviet union falls just like it does in the real world but china kind of steps up again just like it did in the real world but it stays communist and it stays hostile uh, an oil war starts uh, with in between the Middle East and Europe, and that causes that whole area to get fucked. So basically, the whole world is just U.S. and China, and um, okay. And then so there's an actual like war war that happens because China invades Alaska. The U.S. nukes them back. We send over people in power armor. There's a two minute war, which is just nukes flying everywhere. And then that essentially levels the playing field. Now it's post-apocalypse. Uh, little vaults are put in place all around the world where these vaults are full of people who mostly are just guinea pigs because the elites of the world wanted to go off and colonize another planet and they were using them to figure out how people would deal with confined spaces. Some of these people get out into the world, the elites die, and the new California Republic shows up and fights against Caesar's Legion, which is a bunch of, like, roving bandits. Um... And, yeah, people go around the apocalypse trading uh, bottle caps for stuff. Ten seconds. Uh, also, the New California Republic is essentially dictators. Okay. I feel like there was a lot you missed out there. There was quite a bit I missed out. I thought I was running out of time, so I skipped a, a shitload. Also, something that was mentioned. Yeah, what? No, 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 that's... Yeah, I know, I know, I know, but I just made me laugh when you said that. <laughs> I was using the word properly. <laughs> yeah, I know you were. But it just made me laugh. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, okay, right. It's uh, it's time for a tough one for me, isn't it? It is indeed. Now I have to l try to force you to describe the lore of a show that you haven't seen. Or a book yes. or something else. Or time in history. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did the history one, too, last time. Mm. That's a good point. Um, 
So since you have said that you don't know a whole lot about this, oh, oh sorry, drop my phone. Um, which is where I'm timing all this. I want you to describe the lore. Do you know a whole lot about uh, Battlestar Galactica? I know literally nothing. Like, okay. Yeah. That won't work then. How about Warhammer 40k? Because I know you've played it, but I don't know if you know anything about the lore. Uh... No, I don't know, like, even a scrap. Like, with The Witcher, I knew a little bit of information. A little so. bit of information. All right, all right, all right, fine. Uh, um, how about... I'm still... I'm going through my list here, trying to find something that you might know. How about Firefly? Yes. Firefly, I've never... It's an American program. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't even know the premise of it. <laughs> I know you've told me before, but... How I've about uh, Final Fantasy Seven? I was kind of too young for that. <laughs> Final Fantasy X? Uh, God, I'm failing at this over and over again. I, I, I was not a big Final Fantasy player, really. That's fine. I'm still going. Star Trek? Star Trek. I know Spock. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And I... Scotty. All right, let's let's turn this around. What's something that you've heard of that you don't know too much about? Because uh, I'm, I'm I'm honestly struggling right now. Yeah. Um, hmm. I feel like this should be something that's fairly easy, but you know what? I could just say what's what's the uh, what's the plot of Overwatch? Oh, I, I thought you were gonna say like, what's what's the history of America or something? Oh, you know what? You know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm thinking too much into the fantasy world. Let's go with a historical one. Okay. Um. What is? Oh, 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 oh. This might be a good one. Yeah. Hold on. Let me let me make sure I, I phrase the question right. So, again, just waffle for a second while I while I think about okay. this and think of how to phrase uh, it. Waffle for a second, jeez. Well, speaking of waffle for a second, I'm sure the, the bingo cards are looking pretty full today. <laughs> I had a quick look at it earlier, and uh, I think there's, there's a good chance that we might have a bingo today. I mean, you even said... Um, Alright, here you go. Tell me something. Yep. Describe for me the Spanish-American War. Okay. Uh, so I will count you in. That's the topic. Okay. <laughs> so three, two, one, go. Okay, the Spanish-American War was, uh, I'm assuming, the war that happened after the, the Spanish... Because um, everyone colonized to America. And so there was Americans from France, England, Spain, and... I want to say Germany? Um, and... Some people, uh, I remember the French were kind of supporting the uh, rebellion to America being its own country, and I think they sent some troops over in support 
against... I thought it was England that were the big threat, but it could be Spain that really wanted it to belong to them. So they sent over a big force from... I was going to say King Louis, but that's obviously the French guy. Um, so they sent a bunch of troops over, and... Uh, One minute. Inferring from the day, the kind of equipment they would have would be like cannons and stuff like um the spain probably had the bigger navy i'm imagining so they probably had control of the coastal cities fairly easily but i'm guessing the uh the native slash colonists of america were quite dug into the land and so they probably had trouble penetrating america 30 seconds (laughs) um and the, um, the 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 people who had just come over from Spain were probably not used to the climate or the the way of people living in a new land. They're probably more used to Spanish tradition. Ten seconds. And so they couldn't like get into the war as much. I don't know. <laughs> all right, uh, all right, all right. And they gave up because they didn't have enough fucking funds because they have to go all the way across the fucking globe it, just to get it. back to it's, home. It's over. Okay. I would personally <sighs> love to read a book about the war you just described. <laughs> what, what, you, what, what you just described. Well, no, no, it wasn't all. Like, you actually, um, you somehow combined elements of the Civil War and the War of eighteen twelve, right? The so War I of eighteen completely the wrong war then. Yeah, you you got the completely the wrong war. The War of eighteen twelve oh, was uh, the U.S. versus um, Britain. It was where you guys it came was in. And, oh, okay, fuck. I took yeah. a gamble. That no, no, you were you were right. Hard. I mean, that, that, you described that war pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that was the war that you guys burned down the White House. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um. And you guys uh, had ca- Canada invade and used uh, Native American tribes to fight us on our borders. It was, it was, a, again, that was a, that was, that's a very interesting war. We don't really study that one here because America got their ass kicked. Um, <laughs> well, we didn't study it over here either. The only reason I know about it is because there's a game out there which actually looked quite fun, even though it's really old. Mm. Uh, it's a Sid Meier's game where they literally go over that war specifically, and uh, you get the backing of different countries. Uh, and at the end, you basically have to tool up in preparation for the English trying to take the continent back. Yeah. So this big wave of enemies comes at the end, and you have to be ready for it and make alliances and trade and stuff. There's so the other the other two wars that you were mixing in there was the French and Indian War, um, which was before America was independent. It was when it was still a British colony, and we fought a war against French colonists who were using Indian tribes to you know fight us back. Um, right. The other one that you're thinking of is a civil war, which the South actually had backing from Britain and France because um, they they were producing so much cotton and you guys needed it for your industrial revolution. Um, and when you're talking about the naval power, you're talking about the destruction of the Armada, which is a war between Britain and Spain. So you, you had elements of a lot of different wars. None of them are the one I was talking about. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it was inferred. As I said, I think yeah, yeah. I was rambling. Uh, so the, the Spanish-American War happened in the late 1800s. And essentially right. what happened was... Uh, it, it had to do with Cuba. 
I can't I can't remember exactly what spawned it. I think there was a there was something that happened around Cuba and um America declared war against Spain and um the Spanish Empire at this point was on a severe decline and we managed to fucking crush them. Like we took Cuba, we took the Philippines and essentially kicked them out of our hemisphere. Um Okay. This was still when Spain was... I think Spain was still a monarchy at this point, but I'm not positive. Um, that was essentially it. It was where the, like, the Rough Riders came from. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, one of our most hilarious presidents. Um, hilarious in a good way. The guy was a badass. I actually know a bit about the Rough Riders. <laughs> yeah, so he was... He, found, like, he was Secretary of the Navy or something like that. And he was so pissed they wouldn't let him serve, he resigned so he could form his own independent unit and go fight. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a very interesting war, and it's one that we don't really talk about too much in, in the U.S. history. Like, for some reason, it's just not really part of our history books, even though it's, it's a very fascinating part of our, um, our history. Hmm. Anyway. Uh yeah, <laughs> I I was I was extremely entertained by your rendition of it. <laughs> uh, there's right. no incest in this one, which is uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Shit, I should have thrown that in for for the value. Uh, oh my god. Okay, so it's this is the final one. It's me, and it's something that I know nothing about that I'll have to describe. Yeah. Or Which means I need to find something that I know about so I can ask you about <laughs> <laughs> Something I know relatively little about, mm. I should say. Pardon me. Uh... You're going to have to waffle, I'm afraid. <laughs> Alright. Well, talking a little bit more about the Spanish-American War, um, the Rough Riders were an interesting institution like they were they were a bunch of random independent almost mercenaries who were led by a former like person who was part of the executive branch of the US government they were a cavalry unit that like had to find private passage onto Cuba so that they could actually fight like Roosevelt literally wanted to get into the war so badly that Roosevelt was an interesting character in general. When he heard that the buffalo was going extinct, he hopped on a train so that he could go out and hunt a buffalo before they all died. Like... Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> th th this guy was like... Th th this guy literally oozed testosterone. Okay, is is the, is the best way to put it. At least in my... Like, he was... He was a very interesting character. He got shot in the chest before he gave a speech. And then gave the speech and then went to see a doctor. <laughs> the thing is, he actually got shot in the speech. He had the, the speech in his pocket and the person shot him at the spot where the speech was. The bullet, like, only went... Because of the speech there, it actually penetrated the paper... And then penetrated his, you know, chest. And as a result, he didn't, like, get hurt as much. He was bleeding during the speech. It was a 90-page speech. 
Oh, then Bullock couldn't have gone too far in then. Well, exactly. That's probably why he was able to give it. But the thing is, he was able to give the speech, and then... And then he, that's where he formed his uh, famous party that fucked everything up. Um, he formed what he called the Bull Moose Party. And it was because at the end of the speech, um, you know, well, he's sitting up there with a bullet hole in his fucking chest. His last uh, line was something like, no one can stop this bull moose. <laughs> and then he went off to see a doctor. <laughs> Amazing. All right. I've got uh, got your, your one. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. And I think you know a little bit about the topic, so I think it shouldn't be a problem. Okay, what uh, is it? I, I would like to hear the story of uh, the Shadow of Mordor. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. Okay, I know a little bit about this. That's the Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor game. It's the first one of the series. Uh, I have two minutes on the clock ready. All right, Are go. you ready? I'm ready. Okay, three, two, one, go. Okay, so the Shadow of Mordor it takes place between The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings series. Uh, it follows the adventures of this ranger dude who got, like, fucked up because orcs took over his city, they killed his family, they killed him, but he was sort of semi-resurrected by the spirit of, like, a ghost elf dude who... That ghost elf dude was the guy that actually made the rings in Lord of the Rings. Um, and he got murdered by the eyeball guy. And he was bitter about that, and so he wanted vengeance. And so you play through the games as this this ranger who is also semi-possessed by this bitter elf guy. You go around and you find orcs, and you have to do things like find out about their hobbit. Hobbits, habits. <laughs> Fuck! You find out about their habits, and you use that against them to take them down. And slowly, over the course of the game, you um you manage to like what's what's my time at right now? Fifty seconds. So oh, shit. Um. So you take them down, and your eventual goal is to essentially nerf the orcs as hard as you can before uh, the actual plot happens in Lord of the Rings. Um, you meet up with several titular characters, like the uh, Gollum, the guy with the big eyeballs. Just like, my precious! Not in Shadow of Mordor. You do, actually. You, you meet him in Shadow of Mordor. I, I played that Sorry, mission. Keep going. You, you, you literally meet him. I've played, I've played the game. Um, but I don't remember the plot. From there, I don't actually know how it ends, because I never finished the game. Ten um, Okay. So, and then you go up and have tea with Sauron. <laughs> I don't... I, I, okay, I don't. well, you got the, the tea bit right. Um, everything else was wrong. God damn it. <laughs> I, I've never... Okay. My problem is I couldn't do the ending because I've never beaten the game. Um, so, I, 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 thought, I could have sworn that um, Gollum was in the second game, not the first one. He was in the first, the first one. one. Yeah, he was in the first one. Because I've never played the second one. I've only played the first one. And oh, okay. he shows up in, like, the third or fourth mission. So, uh, you're pretty close. Uh, his family doesn't get murdered in a city. He's a ranger on the Black Gate. Um, and, yeah, these three, like, uh, toadies of Sauron, who is the eyeball guy, turns up, smashes his family, uh, kills him, but he's... Um, they, they they put this they 
they put Celebrimor, who is the ancient elf dude, as you put it, <laughs> into him. <laughs> uh, Celebrimor, yep, forged the rings, you're right about that. Um, and he has... I, I, I can't... I think he still has one of the rings, even though he's dead. Um, and that's what gives him power over the orcs. Yeah. Um... And, yeah, the game is basically about going and murdering all the people that murdered your family. And then, finally, you fight Sauron at the end. Okay, okay, so I never got that far. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty good, though. Alright, yeah, I, mean, I, I got the, the, the basic premise of the plot. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, it's, it's all about, like, a government of orcs that you break down by... Taking, basically bribing politicians. Yeah, messing with the orc politics is honestly the the fun part of that it's, game. Yeah, that's that's the catch point for the game. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. All right, cool. All right, well, so that that's that's the end. I think I <laughs> I really love this segment. This is this is one of the ones that's um I don't know. I have a lot of fun playing this third. It really segment. makes you think. <laughs> It does, and I love trying to think of like things that we've seen or talked about, and I love trying to try and boil down like this huge lore that you have in your yeah. head down to something like that. <laughs> oh uh, man, fun times! Yeah. All right. Well, any any final thoughts before I close this out? Uh, what's it? What what is it next week? Uh, I think. Oh, I think it's a, a reading. Next oh, week. next week is going to be, yeah, we need to find a book to do. We found the book. Oh, dear Christ. Do you, do you, have you just remembered it? <sighs> That's right, Kaiser will be uh, giving us his rendition on the very popular audible book, uh, Pimp Dino, Fifty Scales of Grey, book two. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> the hour-long audiobook. Oh god! No, and, so that, uh, that's that's my. I've I've been putting it off. I haven't actually listened to it yet. I've got it downloaded, <laughs> but I haven't listened to it. And I can't wait because last month it was me that had to do it. Uh, <laughs> you could check that out in the old uh, editions if you want to. Yeah, two. It's two episodes ago now that that happened. Yeah. Um, two? No, it's four episodes. Four, ago. Was it? Was it actually? I'm losing yeah. track. <laughs> We've done so many of these. Yeah. Uh, all right. So look forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'm certainly not. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, we'll end it there. Thank you all for listening. This has been episode 27 of the TMCJ podcast. We're over half a year now. Thank you all who have been listening. Thank you people who are starting to listen. And we hope that you'll tune in again soon. Have a fan dozy week. <laughs>